Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You are on your way to a fabulous weekend, and I hope that you don't get, like, all freaky and crazy because it is Friday the 13th. Does that bother you? Are you superstitious? Is Friday the 13th like, oh, no, get me through this day? Just another day to me. This show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. They've got a fix for you, whether it's leak detection Water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing, they have a fix for you. They are a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And if you should happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. That's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X wrxplumbing.com all right so big news in the sporting world this week as tom brady when he is done playing quarterback for the tampa bay buccaneers will move over to fox and join kevin burkhart on the number one team for the nfl on fox signing a deal that was reportedly worth 375 million dollars over 10 years and my question is why How many football games do you watch on a Sunday? I watch a lot. Matter of fact, I try to watch as many as I can, some with the volume on, others with the volume off, because I'm watching multiple games at once. So my question to you, do you watch an NFL game due to the announcers? Let's have a little fun here. Let's look at the 2021 lineup. Why don't we start with CBS first? Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I think we all know that Romo broke the bank getting basically a million dollars a game when he signed his deal with CBS. The number two team, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. I would think that a lot of people would know those names as well. All right, now let's move down to the number three team on CBS. Kevin Harlan, pretty much a household name among sports fans in the country. Can you name his analyst that he worked with last year? I'll give you a second. He's a former NFL quarterback, Trent Green. The number four team, 
last year on CBS, Greg Gumbel. Can you name his analyst? What do you think? His first name and his last name begin with the same letter. Adam Archuleta. I bet not a lot of people could get that. Number five team, Andrew Catalan. His partner, a former NFL wide receiver. Can you name the guy? James Lofton. The number six seed for CBS, Spiro Ditas. And his analyst, former NFL kicker, Jay Feely. Number seven team last year on CBS, Tom McCarthy was the play-by-play. And former running back in the National Football League, Tiki Barber, was number seven. I would bet that a lot of you and most of you could have named Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I would bet that many of you, most of you, would be able to tell me that Charles Davis worked with an eagle last year. I bet you, you'd probably, maybe over 50% would be able to tell me that Trent Green worked with Kevin Harlan. But I doubt 50% could have given me Adam Archuleta or James Lofton, Jay Feely, or Tiki Barber. My point is this. I don't watch an NFL game because of the announcers. And unless your game of your favorite team is the national game of the week, you're not getting Jim Nance and Tony Romo. You're getting one of the other announced teams that I just mentioned. Now let's go to Fox. I think almost 100% of you would be able to give me the number one team of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, right? I think we all got that. All right, let's move on. The number two team. Kevin Burkhart, who was his broadcast partner last year? Former NFL tight end, pro bowler, Greg Olson. I bet you a lot, I bet you a lot of people knew that. But now we're going to go down to Adam Amin. Who was his broadcast partner? Former offensive lineman, three-time Super Bowl champion. Can you name him? Mark Schlereth. All right. Let's move down to the veteran who does everything, Kenny Albert. Can you name Kenny Albert's broadcast partner last year, the analyst? Can you name, all right, former Pro Bowl linebacker, Jonathan Vilma? All right. Let's move on to Chris Myers, who's been with Fox for 21 years. Who was Chris Myers' partner last year in the NFL booth? Former Pro Bowl running back, Daryl Moose Johnston. All right, let's move on to Kevin Kugler. Kevin Kugler, can you name his broadcast partner last year? Former NFL quarterback. Can you name him? Mark Sanchez. And finally, there's Gus Johnson. And you know who he worked with? Can you name it? Akeem Tlaib. That was his broadcast partner. So, Troy Aikman leaves Fox, signs a humongous deal to go to ESPN, and then they lure Joe Buck to leave Fox to be the play-by-play announcer on Monday Night Football. You have Tony Romo, who's making a ton of money. Now you have Tom Brady, who's going to make approximately $37 million a year announcing football. How stupid is that? Seriously. Are you going to, like, tune into the game just because Kevin Burkhart is working with Tom Brady? You might for week one or week two or week three, just to hear how he does. But after that, you're either going to watch the game, 
because you want to watch the game or you're not. You're not going to just flip on the channel because Tony Romo's working with Jim Nance or Tom Brady's working with Kevin Burkhart. You're going to watch the game anyway, right? I mean, don't you watch Monday Night Football regardless of who the announcing team is? I mean, it's been a revolving door as of late. It didn't make you not watch Monday Night Football, did it? Sunday Night Football, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. I think they do a great job. But are you going to watch Sunday Night Football or not watch Sunday Night Football based on who's calling the game? I mean, seriously. I mean, think about what's going to happen now, the domino effect. And I've talked about this. You're going to have massive layoffs at Fox in the near future. It's inevitable. They're going to complain about their ratings. They're going to say they're losing revenue. And you know what's going to happen? It's the little guy in the back room, all right, the gal and the guy who works their asses off to support their family, and then all of a sudden they're not going to have a job because they overpaid for Tom Brady. It happens all the time in network sports, and it will happen again. Listen, I don't begrudge Brady for getting a deal that pays him approximately $37 million a year. Good for him. I just think these network executives need to wake the hell up. Fans are not tuning in just to hear the announcers, all right? The game is what sells. The NFL is the selling point, okay? You're going to watch the game, period. If you're a fan of the Bears, you're going to watch the game regardless of who's announcing. The 49ers very often get among the lowest broadcast teams on the totem pole. They always do. Same with the Raiders. Do You just go, oh, my God, uh, Chris Myers is announcing a game with, you know, Daryl Johnston, and I'm not going to watch the game? I mean, come on, stop it, right? You're going to watch the game. You're not going to turn the game off because of the announcers. A massive overpay by Fox on Tom Brady. And here's the other aspect. We don't even know if Tom Brady is going to be good or not. What happens if Tom Brady is Joe Montana? Remember how bad Joe was when he tried to make the transition from the field into the studio? I mean, it was awful. It was embarrassing, and it didn't last long. Now, I know Brady's work ethic He will do what he has to do to try to become good. But, man, his personality, the way I have heard it in the past, I just don't know if it lends itself to being that guy in the booth where you need the energy and everything else. All right? Time will tell. But a $375 million deal. And, again, I ask, what the hell are the executives of Fox Sports thinking? And now I want to talk about something that came to light when I read a tweet from Clay Travis of OutKick. I was not aware that the NBA is going to have a preseason game in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, this coming fall. I did not realize that. And Clay is pretty much the only one that is speaking out about this and about the hypocrisy of the National Basketball Association. Bobby Burak of OutKick followed up with this story, and I want to give you a little bit of background here because he talks about the biggest fraud at ESPN being Ellie Duncan. Again, refresh your memory. I'm going to go back two months to March. If you remember, Duncan interrupted coverage of the NCAA Women's Tournament to express her anger over a Florida law that prohibits teachers from talking about sex with very young school children kindergarten through third grade. Duncan said the law was unfair to the LGBT community, and she has been very open about supporting the LGBT community fully. That is fine. 
But then Bobby writes this. Yet like most public hypocrites, Duncan supports allegedly oppressed groups only when it's advantageous to her brand. For example, her silence on the NBA, a league she pretended to cover as she tried to get a job as host of NBA Countdown last season, partnering with the United Arab Emirates to hold a preseason game next season. In the UAE, homosexuality is illegal and punishable by death. So in the UAE, the government can murder those who are gay. One would argue that the right to kill gay people is bigger than basketball. What say you, Duncan? We asked her, but unfortunately, she didn't have a comment. Ellie Duncan is fighting for the right for kindergartners to discuss sex with their teachers while her beloved MBA saddles up to a government that can kill gay people. Hashtag gay lives matter. Am I right? Duncan is a corporate stooge who dishonestly uses her platform to launder her brand through woke politics. She fiend outrage over the Florida law because it was trendy and hip amongst the Twitter crowd, her primary fan base. However, condemning the NBA for partnering with homophobic assassins is risky. As pampered as Duncan is at the network, holding an ESPN League partner accountable could have consequences. Duncan is not an activist or a risk taker, as she purports to be. She's an opportunist, rising the ranks at ESPN by mouthing the right politics. In 2020, Duncan first exposed her hypocrisy. She allegedly froze fellow anchor Sage Steele out of a social justice special, even as she branded herself as an advocate for black women amid the racial reckoning. Steele says that Duncan convinced the ESPN executives that the black community no longer accepted Steele, a biracial woman, and ESPN ultimately removed Steele from the broadcast. In other words, Duncan supports women of color who get in line and think like her, not the bad girls like Sage Steele who have conservative views. The NBA pulled the 2016 All-Star Game out of Charlotte because of a transgender bathroom bill but is now going to the UAE where homosexuality is punishable by death. That's disturbing. Yet the loudest gay rights advocate at ESPN won't say a word about it. On this topic, Ellie Duncan has chosen to shut up and anchor. Now, to be clear, I wanted to do further research on this, and I went to various websites to make sure that what OutKick is reporting is true. And in a nutshell, in the United Arab Emirates, the UAE criminalizes same-sex sexual activity between men and between women. The gender expression of trans people is also criminalized. Sentences include a maximum penalty of death. So that is accurate. It includes a maximum penalty of death. There is evidence of the law being enforced in recent years, and LGBT people are subjected to discrimination and violence types of criminalization criminalizes lgbt people criminalizes sex between men and sex between women criminalizes the gender expression of trans people imposes the death penalty summary same sex sexual activity is prohibited under the criminal codes of the emirates of abu dhabi which criminalizes unnatural sex with another person and dubai which criminalizes acts of sodomy. The federal penal code criminalizes voluntary debasement, but it's not clear 
what acts this covers. These provisions carry a maximum penalty of 14 years imprisonment. Both men and women are criminalized under the law. Same-sex sexual activity may also be penalized under the Sharia law, under which the death penalty is possible, though there is no evidence that this has been used against LGBT people. In addition to potentially being captured by laws that criminalize same-sex activity, trans people may also face prosecution under the Federal Penal Code 1987, which criminalizes a male disguising as a female with a maximum penalty of one year imprisonment and a fine. The provisions have their origins in Islamic law, with the Constitution designated Islam as the state religion and Sharia, I beg your pardon if I'm mispronouncing that, as the principal source of law. I'll stop right there. I think you get my point, okay? Again, the hypocrisy of the NBA. They're not going to go play an all-star game in Charlotte in 2016 because of a transgender bathroom law, okay? But they are going to go now to the UAE where homosexuality is forbidden and can be punishable by death. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense to you? Is this just the biggest illustration of hypocrisy that you've seen in a long time? Because of a a transgender bathroom bill, okay, which the NBA said, nope, we don't want any part of that. We disagree with that. We are not going to play our all-star game in your city But now they're going to go play a preseason game in the United Arab Emirates where homosexuality is strictly forbidden and it is against the law. You want to talk about you just can't make this stuff up? You just can't make this stuff up. And you know what's a shame? The only one that is talking about this is Clay Travis and OutKick. You don't see any of your NBA writers You don't see any of your NBA journalists. You don't see this being discussed anywhere else. You don't read it in The Athletic. You don't read it in the USA Today. You don't read it in Bleacher Report. And I can go on and on and on. Again, your life begins to end the day you remain silent about things that matter. This doesn't matter. The NBA and their hypocrisy going over to play a game in the UAE when it was just years ago that they pulled an all-star game out of Charlotte, North Carolina because of a transgender bathroom bill. Yeah. Hypocrisy, ESPN, hypocrisy, and it just goes on and on and on. Major props to Clay Travis for not being afraid to speak up about this and shame on so many others that are turning their head their other way because you shouldn't turn your head the other way when it comes to this. And just to be accurate, the term is Sharia law, all right? So I want to make sure that I get that right. It is Sharia law. I mispronounced that, and I apologize, all right? So Sharia law in the United Arab Emirates. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe, just maybe, I will answer your question on my next podcast. Alex wants to know, as a broadcaster yourself, can you believe what Tom Brady is getting paid? No, that was the first 10 minutes of today's podcast. No, I do not believe it. Tony wants to know, what do you think about Steph Curry's mom publicly sharing she almost aborted him? I didn't hear that. I really don't think anything of it. Um, uh, Obviously, we're all glad that she didn't, but I don't really have a comment on it. I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to answer that question, Tony. Sam wants to know, would you rather have a quarterback that's accurate in the pocket and a less accurate scrambler, yes. I mean, accuracy in the pocket is the number one thing I'm looking for in a quarterback. Thank you, Sam. Rob Bonstone, what's your take on Trevor Bauer's two-year ban? I don't understand it. I think it's excessive. And, you know, I'm not privy to the investigation, but based on what I've read and based on what I know from reading, and again, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I find that to be rather harsh. That's how I feel. I really do. Uh, Ryan wants to know, are you surprised by the Game 5 blowouts from the Heat, Suns, and Grizzlies? I really am. I am. I mean, these are supposed to be the, you know, best teams remaining in the NBA. And, for instance, Wednesday night, the Golden State Warriors are down by 55 points at one point without John Morant playing for Memphis. The Heat and the Suns, I mean... At home, in Game 5, the Heat blow out Philly. The Suns embarrassed the Dallas Mavericks. I am surprised by the scores of some of those games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lucas wants to know, what are your favorite baseball and basketball highlights? That's a great question. Great question. Um, I would say my favorite basketball highlight, without even thinking too much about it, was Willis Reed coming out of the tunnel before Game 7 when the Knicks won their first championship against the L.A. Lakers. So I would put that as number one. My favorite baseball highlight was probably Chris Chambliss hitting the home run that won the pennant for the Yankees in 76 at the new Yankee Stadium to beat the Kansas City Royals. Yankees would then get swept by the Cincinnati Reds and then win the World Series in 77 and 78. But that moment was phenomenal. My brother and I were watching that in our house. And right after that home run, we heard firecrackers going off everywhere in the neighborhood. So I would say that was my favorite baseball moment and favorite basketball highlight. Good question, Lucas. Very good question. Martin wants to know, would you rather have had Larry Bird 
or Dirk Nowitzki on your team? I'd have to take Larry Bird, Martin. But, I mean, if you told me I couldn't have Bird and would have Dirk, that would have been just fine with me. But I would have to take uh, Larry Bird. Keith wants to know, should Robinson Cano retire? Do you think an MLB team will sign him? Yes, I do think he should. And no, I do not. No, I do not. Derek wants to know, did Embiid get robbed of the MVP? No, I don't think he got robbed. I mean, Giannis Adetokounmpo and Nikola Jokic, to me, it was a toss-up between the three. I don't think he get robbed. If you told me that Embiid won the MVP, I would say, yeah, he deserves it. But I also think Giannis deserved it, and I think that Jokic deserved it. So I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I don't have a problem with that. Blake wants to know, is the woke NBA playing in the UAE the most hypocritical thing they've recently done? I just spent a whole bunch of time on this, Blake. It's right up at the top of the list. Adam wants to know, can you believe the Jaguars kicker is suing Urban Meyer for a hostile work environment? I I guess anything is possible in 2022. Mike wants to know, which NHL playoff series has been the most exciting so far? Great question, Mike. Just for transparency, being on the East Coast, I have not stayed up to watch a lot of the 10.30 start times with the series in the West, all right? But I have just absolutely loved watching the Capitals and the Lightning series. I've really enjoyed that. You know, of course, tonight, a huge uh, game six with the Florida Panthers. If I said Lightning, I meant Panthers. The Washington Capitals and the Florida Panthers you know, the Panthers were down 3-0. They were down 3 nothing on Wednesday night. And they scored five unanswered goals. And now they can close it out tonight. And the reason why I bring this up is they were the President's Trophy this year. They had the most points uh, in the National Hockey League. I've also really enjoyed watching the Lightning uh, and the Leafs. And as we are talking, I don't know what the outcome of that series is going to be. You know, but the Leafs haven't won a series in decades. So I've been watching both of those series. I've been watching the Leafs. Uh, and the Lightning, you know, the Lightning back-to-back Stanley Cups. And then, of course, I've been watching a lot of the Caps uh, and the Panthers. So I would say those two, Mike, uh, stick out to me. Nick wants to know, should the Giants trade Barkley before the season starts? They're not trading him. I would have, but they're not going to. I think if they were going to trade him, I think they would have done so uh, during uh, the draft. During the draft. Hey, always good when you can hit me up on Crowd Ultra. Just go to CrowdUltra.com. And maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Rant. Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Well, the King's new head coach is Mike Brown. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, has it been a rough couple of days for Mike Brown. Barely winning game four after replacing Steve Kerr, who was out with covid An uh, awfully sloppy game by the Golden State Warriors. Then they go on the road to play Memphis without Morant again in Game 5. And the Warriors are down 55 points at one point, and they get blown out. And isn't it interesting that yesterday Stephen A. Smith on ESPN called Mike Brown the luckiest man on earth? You want to know why? Because Stephen A. said that had Mike Brown not yet been hired by the Kings, they would not have hired him after watching games four and five. And I disagree a lot with Stephen A., but I'm not disagreeing with him here. He's 100% correct. As a matter of fact, knowing Vivek Ranadive like I do, he's already been on the phone with Monty McNair saying, see, I told you so. That's how absurd all of this is. 
Now, what happened in games four and five will have no bearing on Mike Brown coaching the Sacramento Kings. But that's the day and age that we live in. And isn't it interesting that Stephen A. made that claim on ESPN's first take yesterday? And you know what? He's 100% spot on. He's right. The Kings would not have hired Mike Brown based on what happened in games four and in games five. Shouldn't have any bearing at all on his ability to coach the Kings, and he's going to have to bring some of those players with him from the Warriors to have a chance to be successful in Sacktown, and we know that's not going to happen. But I just get a kick out of all the talk and the narrative right now about about Mike Brown after games four and five. And that is my rant for today, and that is my podcast for today. Hey, I hope you make it through Friday the 13th. Good luck. And we'll talk to you next week, right here, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.